my name is Owen Walsh, and you're listening to the latest episode of Cabin Fever. Less a podcast than a group therapy session for writers, brewers, and friends from around the world who like to enjoy a beer together, but can't for now. There's a lot going on in the world right now, and under normal circumstances, we'd get together in the pub and thrash out our ideas over a beer or two. But we can't, because most of us now live in countries where it's impossible to go outside, never mind nip around the corner for a drink. We'd love to hear from listeners out there how you're getting on, what you're doing to cope, and what you're drinking. So feel free to get in touch on social media. You can find me at Owen Walsh, or you can send me an email at owen at beercity.brussels. I'd love to hear from you. And that's it. Enjoy the episode. I'm delighted to be joined this evening on the latest episode, episode 17 of Cabin Fever, by three very special guests. And we have a slight... uh, thematic uh, bent to tonight's episode, because uh, joining me this evening are Rich Soriano, a good friend of mine and Lambic aficionado. Hi, Rich. How are you doing? Hello. By Adam Harbaugh, uh, co-founder of Lambic.info, the number one source of information for all of your Lambic and Guru's needs. Hi, Adam. How are you doing? Hey, Owen. We're doing all right. And uh, by Carol Bone of Bone Brewery in Lembeck, just outside of Brussels. Hi, Carol. How are you doing? Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm, I'm not too bad. Um, as normal, uh, at the beginning of the episode, uh, we're going to do a quick uh, round the room, just checking in with everybody to see how they're doing and what they're drinking. <laughs> uh, Carol, maybe we start with you. How are you doing and what are you drinking? Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right, uh, health-wise at least. We're doing pretty well, luckily. Uh, and I'm drinking what I found in my fridge, actually, quite simply. Um, and I took a bottle. I have two bottles in front of me, so one's unopened. Uh, but I started with <laughs> the Audigurse Bone. How surprising. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's good to keep on brand. You know, sometimes we have people from breweries coming on here drinking other people's beers, and I never understand that because, you know, you know, boost your own, own, own brand. I suppose. But, uh, it's good to, good to hear you're doing well. Rich, how are you doing and what are you drinking? I'm not bad. Still working. Still out there. Um, and I am drinking uh, some Cantillon, actually. Uh, I went by the brewery and picked up Three bag and boxes, so I'm just kind of going through it. So, which bag are you drinking right now? The Creek. Uh, it, it's mm-hmm. I actually got two of them, and they I left them in a quite warmish spot, and so uh, the bags kind of puffed up quite a bit. So, I had to degas them, and I'm like, well, I better drink this now. I have to say, uh, uh, this wasn't this wasn't planned, but I'm also drinking bag in the bus canty on because I also went to the brewery. What a drink. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, I forgot. I forgot to put mine in the fridge this morning, so it's at cellar temperature, uh, which is which is fine. But it's quite warm here, so I've also got a can of Burning Sky Petite Saison on hand if I need to cool down because they just got a big delivery into Brussels in the last week. But before we get on to pressing matters, let me check in with Adam. How are you doing? And what are you drinking? I am doing well, and. Given that it's just a little bit after the noon hour here, I've opted for a Jester King Petit Prince. So I'm not even drinking Lambic today. <laughs> How dare you? No. <laughs> I was just going to say, are we going to open up to the outside world the serious divisions between Belgian Lambic and Amlam, American I'll, Lambic? <laughs> I'd say that they're not even serious divisions. There's, there's not even a conversation. <laughs> wow i didn't think we'd be getting into i didn't think we'd be getting into controversial territory uh three minutes into the episode but well, there you here go we but are. adam this, es- um, this escalated quickly <laughs> it did uh for those of you who i mean we're having a very nerdy conversation but for those of you who don't know um jester king i mean some of you may have heard of the brewery obviously uh based in texas 
producing spontaneously fermented American uh, American beer, obviously because they're based in America. Um, <laughs> and I mean, we're talking about Lambic, Lambic made in Belgium, in Brussels, in the Piotland, uh, also spontaneously fermented. Um, and we can get into the ins and outs of that in a little while. But Adam, um, you said it was just lunchtime. Maybe you can just give us a sense of, you know, what the situation is where you're at at the moment, because you're based in the U.S. Uh, yeah, I'm in Montana. So we are fortunate enough to have a lot of wide open spaces. And so I get out pretty much every day. The weather's nice now. So I've been I've been out every day walking about 12 kilometers. I did that conversion for you guys who are all in Europe. Um, so but wonderful. other than that, yeah, right. Um, other than that, the... The work situation has been basically me teaching eight different online classes for the past nine or ten weeks, and that's been a lot of work. And what's and what's the, what are the rules in Montana at the moment? Is there a stay in place, or is that all been is that being rolled back? It's more or less been rolled back. We were, I think, if not the least affected state, then one of the the least affected states in the country. I think we had fewer than 500 cases total in the state, but we only have a million people. I looked it up. You peaked at 35 cases in one day, which is interesting. Uh, yeah. So a bit of a drop in the bucket for those of you who are back in, back in Belgium and especially in Brussels. I wake up every morning and check the Brussels times, and it's been really disheartening to, to see what was going on over there. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, the numbers here have been... I mean, quite confronting, and in, I mean, there's been a whole national discussion about what those numbers actually mean, um, given that they're so much higher than even just neighboring countries. Um, I was just going to say, you have a lot of uh, countryside out there around you. Have you been able to get out there and enjoy it? Yeah, pretty much every day. Um, I suppose in one way, it's not been so bad because the weather was getting nicer just as this whole thing started. Yeah, well, that's good. Um, I know you, I mean, you've been keeping busy, so you've been diving into the stash to your cellars that you have at home, which are pretty impressive. Um, <laughs> what have you been drinking that's really stood out of you, out for you from, from, from the beers you've had over the last couple of months? Um, you know, in terms of the Lambics that I've had, um, the Mir Rulkan has probably been the one I've been most surprised by and most happy with just sort of something out of the box nice. and something a little different so that's the uh, that's the tilcan blend of stout tilcan and yeah yeah it's the yeah. stout real can and the the black the blackberry yeah lambic where it so you'd, be been, you'd, you'd be happy you'd be happy to hear that rich given your uh, close yeah connections um to them. Uh, i had that one <laughs> i think a week ago or two weeks ago and uh, even I was like, "Oh, whoa, this is great! Uh, it's really smooth. It's really smoothed out. Been aging really well." So, yeah, it's a shockingly, shockingly good blend of something that I didn't think I would like very much. Yeah, really fresh. It's it's a bit shocking almost uh, the, the the flavors, but it's smoothed out over the past few months, and it's it's doing really well. And Adam, over on Lamic.info, I know you've been doing regular uh, live chats with some of the brewers back here in Belgium. Where did the, the idea for that come from, and, 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 and how have those chats been going? Um, let's see, I think we've done five so far, and the first one we did was with Jerry uh, from the Bottle Conditioned film. He wanted to do one and release a new sort of extended clip for it, um, and so I, so I said I would host them uh, for a live, 
And anyone who knows me knows that that's way outside of my comfort zone. <laughs> and we, we did it and then got a lot of messages on social media about doing more. And then I just sort of reached out to some other folks. We had Carl on, um, we did Pierre, we did Garrett from um, Alversal, uh, I did Jean, I did, um, I think that might have been, I think I did five, five total. And I figured that was enough for one pandemic. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm, I mean, I've been, we're at episode 17 of this podcast now, and uh, people are still saying that they're really enjoying just hearing friends of theirs or people that they know chatting about pretty inconsequential stuff in the grander scheme of things. But I'm not surprised that after the bottle condition one that people came to you and said that they really enjoyed it and they would love to hear more. Yeah, it's been, it's been really fun. Um, it's, it's been a lot of fun just to get in touch with people I consider, consider friends who I definitely am not going to get to see like I usually do. Yeah. And it was good to see them and just talk to them again. Yeah. And I mean, for those who are maybe not so familiar with the, yeah, I don't want to call it, with well, the community um, here in Belgium. And I mean, it's pretty much spread all around the world at this point. That's kind of revolves around Lambic. Like the summer months, the early summer months, the late spring months, they're actually really important because so much of what that community is all about is coming to Belgium, visiting the breweries, the blenderies, the bars, and taking part in events. Um, so talking about Tour de Gueuse, which is obviously not this year, but other events. And of course, because of the pandemic, none of that is happening. Yeah. I mean, I've had, I've had two trips canceled to Belgium already. One for end of April and one here coming up in June. So, um, I don't know if I'll get back there this calendar year or not. We'll see. It's a good question. Um, I still, I mean, it's probably a recurring theme on this on this podcast. I'm I'm always talking about my dreams of going on holidays this summer, and I think those dreams might extend as far as Orval or Chimay or Rush <laughs> or, or Rochefort, and probably not far. That's not bad. That. That's a that's a pretty far road trip for for Belgians, though. Isn't it know? though? I mean, it's literally <laughs> as far south as you can get traveling in a straight line it's, without leaving another it's country. It's all the way across the country, guys. I think you know in the past. I think for the past three or four years, I've always driven to Amsterdam with Pierre on our way to Carnival Botanimaces. And I'm always shocked every, every time we go that a three-ish hour road trip seems like a massive undertaking for, for, for the European mindset. And I have no problem driving 10, 12 hours in a single day in the state. <laughs> That's why I've never been, I mean, you know, a shock horror admission for a you know, garlanded beer writer, obviously a massively self-effacing one. I've never been to Orval because it is really far away. It's funny when there's a, an, uh, a U.S. or an American tourist at our brewery, it's always like, oh, yeah, so we're here uh, today and then uh, later we're going to Ghent and then tomorrow we're driving to, to Orval and then we're going. And they're talking about it like it's normal. And for us, it's like, yeah, indeed, you're going to. Exactly. <laughs> what are you doing? It's, yeah. it's, and we call it American distances. I mean, it's like. Yeah, I'm gonna go the other side of the country. Like, eh, it's nothing. Okay, then we just stay in the car. I'll just go there, buy some bread, and come back and eat breakfast. You know, it's normal. <laughs> I don't know, Rich, if you remember, we were in the Tilcan Tap Room uh, one Saturday morning, and there was a father and son who had flown in from uh, Rhode Island or Connecticut, yeah. one of the North uh, New England states, and they were they were kind of quizzing us on where they where you know how long it would take them to get to a certain place, and they were talking about going first north and then south, and we were like. I mean, it was, it was nudging towards lunchtime 
and and we were thinking you're not going to do any of this, yeah. especially not if you get some beers on board. <laughs> yeah, they were, they had, they were very optimistic, uh, yeah. in what they were they were planning. Yeah, they wanted to go up to Ghent and then yeah, go back down south. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, do you guys know like to go south from Ghent, you basically have to go back through Brussels. So it's like, what the? F- All right, dude. Yeah, good luck. Here, have a beer. Yeah. But at Cal, um, we were talking about how it was going at the brewery. I mean, it, it, it's, from my side, it's an interesting question because Lambic Breweries, given the process and how it's made, you guys work on much mm. longer time frames than maybe some of the newer breweries who are, who are looking, you know, their production cycles are in weeks rather or months rather than years. Like, have you seen it? Like, how is that? How is how is the recent sort of three months affected you? Uh, well, as you as you say, it's a little bit for Atlantic breweries. It's, it's a bit special. So also, you have to forecast well ahead, um, and also forecasting. You know, it, it's a lot of guessing that you're doing. Um, so yeah, the last months. First of all, uh, on the 13th of March, uh, we did a sort of uh, a, a, we quickly made a reflex to make a. a, a a worst case scenario um, uh, forecast of, of what would happen to do to plan our production, to plan our our sales, um, to see what the impact would be financially, and then uh, luckily the last month, last two months, I can say the the, the worst case is not come true, but still it's not really fantastic. I mean, in April and I th- I think this month it will be the same. We had half of the sales that we would normally have, which is actually I, I've heard some worse scenarios too from other breweries. So um, then, then we're maybe still somewhat. Uh, I think we're gonna be happy with that result, um, even though it's strange to say that. But then production-wise, yeah, you know, um, you can't just stop a brewery. So we had to uh, keep on bottling, uh, empty uh, our tanks um, that that were where the beer was already prepared, blended uh, for bottling. Um, we kept on brewing because, well, we were empty. We had empty fooders which we needed to refill. Um, then we had our silos filled with uh, wheat and uh, malt, uh, so we needed to use all the wheat and, and malt as well. We wanted to empty those. And so yeah, we did all that um, in the last eight or what is it now, nine weeks. Um, we have been uh, not producing beer and not bottling anything. I think for about four weeks in total. So half so half the time oh, wow. we've not been producing, and now that this wow. week uh, we're also not doing any production. In the coming three weeks, we're also not doing any production. Um, and luckily in Belgium we can put people at home, and they're still being paid. Well, not hundred percent, unfortunately, but at least uh, a big part of salary is still being paid by the government. So that's a good system, which luckily there is. Otherwise, it would be a, a much more difficult situation, and the choices would be even even more difficult. Yeah, and I presume you guys have adapted what you're doing at the brewery. To... Huh. Yeah, yeah. So of course there's uh, we have uh, um, alcohol at the brewery for sterilizing things, of course. So we had that on hand really quickly. <laughs> Just in general, really. I can I can see I can see the faces of like the lambic nerds just blanching at the thought of you guys opening a vat and just white, you know, rinsing your hands or whatever. <laughs> Whatever age Lambic is in there, just to keep it clean, you know. No, but of course, we, we, you know, we have we have we have ethanol <laughs> Traditional. for for we use in the laboratory to disinfect the surfaces and these kind of things. So of course, yeah, we had that on hand to uh to uh to make some uh you know small dispensers which you put around the the brewery, um because with the the day uh, everything really started, you know, 
we looked at, okay, can we order some uh, alcohol gels, uh, these kind of things for disinfecting your hands? It's, of course, all sold out. So luckily we had that. And yeah, uh, we're working at, uh, at a distance. Uh, I mean, production you can't really do from a distance. Um, keeping distance between people uh, also is not always possible. So you, you, you wear the, the facial masks, um, but, you know, um, we do what we can. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit difficult to say also for the next, uh, months, like now we're going back on the roads to visit some customers to see what's going on, whatever, to also see what everyone's doing really, because everyone is taking some initiatives to, to, you know, keep their business going, uh, either doing takeouts, things, uh, in, in, in bars and restaurants, um, and then beer distributors, um, what are they doing? Well, sometimes they're also organizing online, um, tastings, these kind of things. Or they just uh, start certainly start focusing on online sales, um, and so a lot of things quickly started changing. People got quite creative, um, but in the end, uh, people don't drink as much at home as they drink uh, in a bar. So, uh, for a lot of breweries, I think it will be a hard. It's 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 a hard time right now, but I think also because the financial aspect of it, you don't. It's just not fixed from one day to the next. I mean, we're also we also uh, took on an extra loan. To just cover this period, um, just like many other businesses will uh, need to do, uh, and probably have done, and so in the next year, well, we're gonna have to start paying back that loan, uh, and of course you're gonna need to be able to make some money to do this. It doesn't just fall out of the sky. So, it's and this is gonna be the case for every brewery, and there are some some cases where I know people just invested or. Uh, who just fell back to well, not zero, luckily, but even worse than, than in our in our case and that's that's terrifying to see even for brewers that make really good beer um, here yeah. in Belgium and well I suppose it's it's not only going to be here of course but uh, yeah yeah I mean I feel like we're not going to know what really the consequences are for the industry here at least for a few for I think before the end of the year you know I think probably people will continue to carry on as best they can and then at a certain point some breweries are going to hit their limits, aren't they? Yeah, um, and it's not only breweries, of course. I mean, it's a whole no, chain. You have to, well. Yeah, it's it's a it's a whole chain. I mean, uh, you have you have bars where, of course, it's it's people who it's in the end it's people who drink the beer who pay for the beer, and that's where it starts. So if less people drink beer, or less beer is consumed, then well, that, that that's because bars are closed. Uh, bars will ha not have the revenue they should have, and then of course now I I know of a lot of uh, well not a lot but quite a bit already uh, bars who just the owner said, okay, we're going to close our business because otherwise it's not going to work. We're going to be broke. Um, some yeah. are simply broke um, already. Um, some numbers that I'm seeing just from uh, hearing uh, from uh, some other breweries who, who own their own bars. Uh, one, one brewery who I know has 200 bars of their own, where normally at the end yeah. of the year they would have minus two bars because every year, unfortunately, <laughs> there's less bars in Belgium. That is the trend. Yeah. Uh, where maybe at the end of the year, so that's one percent less on their portfolio. Now they have already today uh, ten bars less, so that's five percent. Yeah. Oh, today the year is not over yet, so uh, no. that's that's three three times three times more. No, sorry, five times more uh, than what they normally have. So it's it's a crazy. Uh, it's gonna be crazy out there. I have to say, I mean, I you were talking about you know people being creative. I have seen. And maybe Rich, you've seen this too, obviously, because you live in Brussels. A quantum leap in 
at least some breweries approach to more creative ways of getting their beer to their customers. Um, this is not a slight on Belgian breweries, but <laughs> traditionally they have not been the most online engaged. Um, there, uh, for whatever reason, there hasn't, and, and this isn't, I'm not talking about you guys, Carl, but, oh, but you know, we're also a lot of very breweries, traditional in that way, I think. <laughs> yeah. A lot of breweries are run, are run by maybe older members or, yeah. you know, they just don't have the capacity in-house. I mean, their focus is on making beer. It's not about uh, building a website. That's uh, true. But I have seen, you know, some creativity in that field. And Rich, I guess you've probably seen the same. Yeah, a lot of websites went up. I want to say like three or four websites gone up. Um, there's been a lot of partnerships uh, between uh, a lot of the small microbreweries as well. And then you see like this, like a little like, I won't say division, but there's very, very clear like, Hey, look! This box was like, you know, beer storming, and um, who else is in that box? Uh, and like Oba, and and then you'll see like a different collaboration between like Delacen and Stromlings and La Source, and and uh, it's like the people who are making like amber beers <laughs> and the people who are making uh, you know hoppy beers are very are very uh, they're they're grouping together, coming together, and like really supporting each other. Um, online and just with all these venues that have been popping up beer delivery as well there's a practical delivery in the u.s in the u.s i think one of the most interesting things and it varies state by state but at least in our state you are now allowed to have like to-go cups from from bars with cocktails or you can get cocktails delivered but uh, rich um i mean we're based we're both based here in brussels and i mean cal you're not too far outside the city yeah. uh, rich when you were on the show the last time you know, that was actually episode number one. We were talking, it was, I think we were just getting used to this new reality. Like, how, is, how have yeah. the intervening couple, because I can't believe we're at the end of May already, almost. Uh, how have the intervening couple of months been for you? Um, interesting. Uh, so I actually had a, a corona scare. I was like, I called a doctor and they were like, hey, you have coronavirus. And, uh, and then I actually got tested. And it came up negative, but I couldn't breathe. Okay. Um, so I, I, that's already three or four weeks of, of quarantine. Yep. Uh, I didn't post about it. It's probably actually the first time I've told the public considering this is a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't post about it or anything because um, I didn't want 600 Facebook people that I don't know to be like, oh, get, get well soon. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but um, so I was quarantined. And so for me, it was you know, pretty serious. Like, oh, I shouldn't go up. Like, I was like, oh shit, I shouldn't go outside. Like, I should stay. You know, community watch, looking at all the people walking by. Um, and since then, we've been going out more and more. And I think because I was sick, I, it's still super surprising to me when this weekend I went to a walk in the park, and it was jam packed. Like, we're talking clumps of eight to to twenty people yeah. having sandwiches and playing. Pentac, uh, I mean, it was f- super full. Um, went for a walk the other day, uh, and the neighborhood market, same same thing. Uh, they weren't in the market, but like at one of the a random corner, like forty people just hanging out. And I, I don't know if I'm being I'm the weird one because I'm kind of like uh, I don't know if I would do that. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time. It's nice outside. It is. I have the same reflex, but I hear the same story as, as what you're saying, Rich. Uh, and I see the same here, uh, just outside Brussels. Uh, 
even even it, it's a bit it's strange to me like you can't sell uh beer uh out your window when you have a bar and uh, like in, in two go cups which which could could work i think um but then there is this ice cream place where you can get some ice cream after you had a nice walk and then everyone is standing in line to get ice cream comes outside the ice cream place and just stands on that square eating their ice cream uh the funny thing is, of course, the city has taped all the benches, so you can't sit down. So everyone just figures out other other things to sit on. So they look at you know, small, yeah. you know, I don't know, objects that are on the street, and they sit on that, or they even just sit on the ground, uh, or they just lean on their bikes or whatever. Um, but but people are very close to each other, like, and then you're like, you're 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 also oh, I'm also outside when I see this, of course. So. <laughs> <laughs> eating your ice cream yes <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time you know you're trying to keep a distance and some, you know, sometimes you're, you're wondering like this cannot really you really can't keep a distance at, at all these places all the time so yeah have you guys have you guys had the same kind of like protest anti-lockdown protest movements that we've had in the US or is that sort of a non-issue no it, I I have I can't no. say that I've seen any anything significant. No. no. Well, in the How US. You, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's been pretty it's been pretty interesting watching. It, actually, not so much in Montana, but in some other some other states, particularly in the Midwest and on the East Coast, um, protests at state capitals, you know, begging to be let out to to go to Applebee's or to get a haircut or whatever get ice cream i guess i don't know <laughs> i did make an appointment today to go get a haircut at the end of the week which i'm actually secretly well not secretly because i'm t- talking about it on the podcast now <laughs> i am surprisingly looking forward to despite the fact that going to get my haircut in B- brussels is one of the things i fear the most in general like even in non-pandemic yes, absolutely terms, adam adam i have to go and get a haircut and i don't know if they're going to be speaking english french or dutch if they're not speaking uh, <laughs> english or dutch I have to explain with hand gestures and photos of myself taken five years ago with a haircut that I like and then just like stare at myself in the mirror hoping that their interpretation of what I just said aligns with mine. I actually really enjoy it. I understand that fear. I do. Going going to the hairdresser now is pretty strange. That's true. With the mouth, uh, with the facial mask. I uh, just went to, went uh, this this week. It's a bit, uh, you know. I asked the hairdresser too. Like he has this whole technique to go around your ear, you know, and take off the the facial mask while he's he's uh, cutting. It's it's really really fantastic. They developed a whole technique around this. I think I think there's a whole creativity around around you know, getting dealing with and getting around the current regulations that we have to live under. I think that we're only going to see more of. Um, I'm conscious that time is ticking on. Um, Normally, towards the end of the podcast or previous podcast episodes, uh, I've asked guests for um, good things or bad things that they've seen or experienced over the course of, of, of their uh, pandemic experience. I think given that, you know, the sun is shining and we're all in a pretty good mood, maybe we'll lean towards the positive for this episode. Uh, have you guys got a positive anecdote or a thing that you've seen or experienced in the last couple of weeks, you know, and living in this sort of new reality that, that has encouraged you? Or has, you know, put a smile on your face? Um, for me, it's been receiving random phone calls and text messages from people that I haven't talked to, you know, in years regularly. People, I think, have found some time to go through their contacts and 
you know, delete people or reach out to people they haven't talked to in a long time. And so, so that's been fun getting random phone calls or just dropping in on people that I haven't spoken to in quite some time and catching up from, you know, years and years of just being apart. Nice. So that's been, that's been really nice. That's good. I think for me, it's basically just, uh, the, because I, I do work quite a lot. Um, I try to keep like, when I get home, uh, I try to like get home and, and, and forget a little bit about the brewery, but it's not always easy if, uh, of course, I, I, when I get home, I drink some beer, and then of course, I'm also working at the same time when I'm drinking beer. I think, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's just uh, so somehow life got a bit slower, and uh, I think this this has helped to like you know get back to a sort of more normal rhythm, more relaxed in a way. Uh, gets gets your it gets yourself a little bit more focused on things and. Uh, uh, yeah, it just allows allows you to 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 breathe mentally, I, mentally I think, and, and that's pretty pretty nice. It's a nice positive thing about the whole thing, um, and of course, uh, I think it makes enjoying a beer so much so much more. Even just when you can take the time and just be relaxed at the same time. So yeah, I think it's mostly that for me. That's that's good. And what about you, Rich? Mm. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Your life's perfect. <laughs> no, nothing um, exceptional has happened to you. That's fine. Moving on. A lot, a lot of people um, are finding a lot more time to make memes. <laughs> um, well, which, some people are. Yeah, Pierre as well, I think. <laughs> yeah, Pierre. You spend some time not doing festivals to have make a few memes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's been a source of we'll say entertainment. <laughs> Good. Um, um, those those of you who are looking for what uh, Rich is talking about, feel free to join the Lambic is Live Facebook group. Um, or don't. Or don't. don't. But um, <laughs> it might take you. It might take yeah, you some time to. Don't. It might take you some time to understand what's going on. But once you do, you can join us in um, in all this ribaldry, ribaldry. Um, <laughs> But I think on that on that note, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up proceedings. It's been really fun talking to you guys. Um, I, I know I, I think we could probably spend hours still uh, chatting, um, and I look forward to being able to do that in person at some point in the future. If not in 2020, then in 2021. Um, but for now, uh, that's it for today's episode of Cabin Fever. Um, before we go, is a chance for my three guests to give a bit of a. Uh, bump to whatever they're working on or, or where people can find what they're what they're doing at the moment. Uh, Adam, um, for people who are interested in Lambic.info, where would you best direct them? Um, well, we've got the Facebook group where most of the action takes place. Um, we've got the Instagram too. And we just published a new book review uh, from the folks from Bruxelles Fabrique about the Estaminet and Cafe book that they've put out, um, which was a great read. Yep. Super and good book. Yeah, it's a it's a really good book. So I was really happy to 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 get a chance to look at that. And the three of us, Matt, Chris, and myself, all collaborated to put together a review in in English, French, and Flemish. Carol, um, where would you direct people who want to know more about what you guys are doing at Bowen? Uh, just keep up. I think mainly mainly on uh, Facebook because um, there's some some new things still coming up. I think we're gonna launch a new beer uh, next week, a new mono blend. Yes, there's another one. Uh, and also, uh, mm-hmm. if you want to keep up, um, we're actually going to open a, a pop-up beer shop at the brewery. Um, yeah, next Ooh. next month, uh, like <laughs> I think around, let's say in the in half half of June, 
somewhere. Uh, it will probably be like the, I think the first opening day will maybe either the uh, the 12th or the 19th of June. It's still gonna be got. It still has to be decided, but you'll see it on Facebook uh, definitely really soon. You heard it here first. Um, and Rich, anything you want to give a shout out to? No, I mean I'm my own entity. I feel like <laughs> I'm very separate from from uh, the prestigious brands and and. Uh, the avenues that the, that of Carl and Adam here. Uh, no, uh, just hope everyone's out there staying safe, staying staying healthy. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that tap room open sign to come back. <laughs> I yeah, I really do actually miss that on Saturdays. Um, just just slamming them goosies, making up weird <laughs> weird things to do with the sign, and talking to American tourists all day is actually quite fun, and I really miss that social outlet. But. There's a lot we could talk about that we miss. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's okay. I mean, we're allowed to miss things. Um, and I'm sure, well, uh, those of us who are based in Belgium, hopefully we'll see each other again soon. Adam, as I said already, uh, we hope we'll see you in the future and not too long in the future. Uh, but for now, thank you guys, Rich, Carol, and Adam, for coming on the show. Stay safe, stay well, and we'll share a beer again soon. All right. Thanks, Owen. Thanks, Owen. And that's it for today's episode of Cabin Fever. Many thanks to our guests and to all you listeners out there. If you enjoyed today's show, do make sure to subscribe and we'd really appreciate it if you'd give us a review on whatever podcast platform you're using. Until the next time.